0: Cinephile. Oftentimes, we love discussing the Oscars and saying, what's the greatest miscarriage of justice? People love saying, all right, what should have won Best Picture that didn't? You know, Ordinary People of a Raging Bull, Dancing with Wolves or Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction Losing a forest, Gump. Oh, my goodness! Warren Beatty apparently read the wrong name. What this is incredible! Moonlight won ah. Best Picture! Cinephile. What do you say to those critics who say, listen, Jerry Brockheimer's movies make a ton of money, but they lack the substance and quality of classic cinema?
1: No, I make movies for audiences, for popular, popular. culture same person who likes my dinner with andre is not going to like pirates of the caribbean they're thrilled to have jeremy renner with us is there any
0: kind of friendly competitiveness on set with you guys i
2: think yeah, there's this more
0: uh, suit in it. it's a great and lovely and talented jessica alba is here with us in studio thanks so much for coming by
1: thanks for having me
0: the great richard lewis is joining us at what point did you find that voice did you realize you could channel all this pain into humor It'd be the prince of pain
2: I was about five hours old, and I was being put down by my family. Cinephile. Does Adnan Burke look like the undercover CIA agent who saves James Bond by killing a crime boss's henchman, smiles wide, extends his hand, and says to 007, Welcome to Tangier. Cinephile. The Adnan Burke movie podcast.
0: Special guest in studio today, Ben Lyons with the Golden Globes coming out this Sunday on NBC. Ben, it's good to have your astute judgment and expertise here in studio with us on CineFive.
2: Happy New Year, buddy. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking all things awards. You know, the awards circuit really feeds a lot of people in Hollywood. Not Mm -hmm. just the stars, but lowly entertainment news reporters (laughs) as well. And stylists and makeup artists and chefs. So the awards Business is in full swing with the Golden Globes.
0: A question that I've often wanted to ask you. I I pepper you with questions every time I see you. What actor, actress, director, writer have you interviewed the most and how many times?
2: That's a great question. Um, I kind of hit the, uh, Shia LaBeouf run when he was knocking out big movies like Wall Street and Transformers and Eagle Eye and Disturbia. And we just had a fun dance. And then he got to a place where he said, I'm not talking to anybody else at the E-Channel. So I probably sat with that dude and I guess Kristen Stewart as well because of Twilight 20, 25 times over the years, wow. all over the world. That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks to Carlton
0: Gillespie, our talent producer, Booker, who uh, got us a couple of Golden Globe nominees, Willem Defoe, who's up for Best Supporting Actor, and Richard Jenkins as well for Shape of Water. So Carlton's getting it done. So here's what we're going to do for the special edition of Cinephile because Ben is here, Dan Stanzik. Our loyal producer is going to go through all the categories. So he'll Dan will give the category, give
2: the nominees, and then Ben and I will give who should win and who will win. And just want to preface, it's the Golden Globes, the same voting body that said The Tourist with Johnny Depp and Angelina <laughs> Jolie was a comedy. This is the same group of foreign journalists who said, you know what? We should honor Kevin Connolly for his work on Entourage. He's a best actor. Yes, absolutely. The, the so, Oscars, the
0: Academy is comprised just, of like 5,000 people. The Hollywood Foreign Press, which is the Golden Globes, I believe is 53 people.
2: Um Yes. Uh, one of them told me once that I was not able to understand Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock in the proposal because I wasn't Jewish, oh, uh, which was interesting Um considering <laughs> I don't think Ryan Reynolds... <laughs> For the tribe either. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so yes, the Hollywood Farm Press, you know, a, a, a wacky eccentric group that likes to be catered to. Sharon Stone famously busted many years ago for, you know, giving them bracelets, and I've been to lots of screenings. I've been to Hollywood Farm Press screenings. There's yeah. a difference in the catering. Let's just put it that way. So, all right. Yeah, that well, said... Look, look, I was going to say, one of the best parts of ceremony is everybody's right? Like That's why I mean, Gervais is such a great host. That said, let's get into these predictions. All right, Dan, all right how
3: go. do you guys want to do this? Which, you want to go for the heavy hitters right off the bat? You want to do best motion picture drama, or do you want to do some of the acting categories? Adnan, your name's on the podcast you pick let's
0: go with acting categories first
3: acting first we're See. gonna go with actresses ladies first yeah best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama jessica chastain molly's game sally hawkins the shape of water francis mcdormand three billboards outside ebbing missouri meryl shreep of course the post and michelle williams all the money in the world all right
0: lead us off Ben.
2: Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is the only actress on the planet I can imagine playing that role. She brings so much pain to it, yet there's this humor and this strange undertone that kind of malaise, like the malaise on the top of the entire performance in the film. The scene where she says, I, I haven't seen the dentist all day with her teeth. I mean, that is just incredible. And. Kinda of like a, a not a lifetime achievement, but someone who's been, you know, nominated in the past, I'm sure, many times and, and is one of the best doing it. That that's the performance of the year, I think. I think McDormand is fabulous. I echo all
0: of your sentiments. I wish I could do an impression as good as yours. I think she should win. It's her best performance as Fargo. Like you said, she she's fearless and really balances the comedy and the drama in a great script by Martin McDonough. I think she should win. I think the winner who is going to win, it's Hollywood Foreign Press. They love big stars, but they also love emphasis on foreign press. Sally Hawkins will win for The Shape of Water, playing a mute woman who falls in love with an amphibian creature, Shape of Water, huge right now with the uh, the critics Circuit. It got seven
2: Golden Globe nominations. I think Hawkins edges out McDormand and Meryl Streep. Wow. Now, you don't think Frances McDormand has one of those performances like the year Sandra Bullock was nominated for The Blind Side, and every award went to her, or when right. Forrest Whitaker won for Idi Amin and The King of Scotland, where... Every two weeks, it seems like we put on tuxedos and clapped for Forrest Whitaker,
3: right? I think it could be
2: one of those sweeps for Francis McDormand. So you think should and will
0: be McDormand. Okay. Next up, Danny.
3: All right. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy? The Dame Judi Dench in Victoria and Abdul. Helen Mirren, the Leisure Seeker. Margot Robbie, friend of the podcast. I, Tanya. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but the Irish actress, something Ronan. That's from Sersha Ronan. She's Irish, yeah. She was in uh what was it? The movie you love, Brooklyn.
0: Brooklyn. Un- yeah, un- yeah.
2: Inertia Sersha You'll <laughs> never forget it. You're good. Right. You're locked in. Yeah.
3: Saoirse. And Emma Stone, Battle of the Sexes.
2: You know, I love me some Emma Stone. I thought some of That's those intimate girl. scenes uh where she's sort of revealing a side of herself, a Billie Jean King, that she's finding her sexuality in these really pivotal life moments grounded that film. Um I'm happy she got nominated. Although I don't really see it as a comedy. Yeah, uh, and that's what's that. always funny about this category. Um, I think uh, Margot Robbie should win for yeah. playing a real life woman and bringing such um, a, a complex side of her to life because we only kind of know her in one way through the you know ESPN 30 for 30s. And we think of her as this villain. And here you are rooting for her in this mm-hmm. really complex role. Um But like you're thinking of uh, Sally Hawkins, this is the Hollywood Foreign Press. And I know Margot Robbie is a foreigner, but I'm going to go with Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, which is also going to win for Best Comedy. We'll get to that a little bit later.
0: Echo your sentiments. I think Margot Robbie should win. Fabulous performance. She's gone from this. Uh, ingenue in Wolf of Wall Street to now a really star actress. I mean, she's the best part of Suicide Squad. Like you said, she holds Itania together. It's a powerful performance. She reinvents what I think the images of Tanya Harding, but Sir Sharona right now riding a wave. Lady Bird, I think is, uh, obviously 99% night now. Rotten Tomatoes, it was originally at 100%. I think she will win for best performance by an actress, motion picture, musical, or comedy.
3: All right. They kind of do the supporting actresses dirty here. There's separate categories for best actress. There's right. only one category for supporting actress. So Correct. best performance by an actress in a supporting role in Go any ahead, motion. Picture. No, I was gonna
2: again say it's the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press and the Golden Globes. So we're all analyzing it, the X's and O's, who got the snubbed. math just
3: doesn't add up to me. I'm yeah. you know, okay, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, another name I can't pronounce for downsizing, Hung Chow, Hung Chow, thank you, Allison Janney, I Tanya. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Really
2: happy to see Mary J. Blige get a nomination here from Mudbound, a film that came out of Sundance and has kind of gotten lost in a little of the awards stuff because it's a Netflix movie and that still isn't fully accepted yet. But her performance is excellent, and I hope to see a lot more MJB down the road. But... Alice and Janney, I Tanya, that is the is going to win her the Academy Award. Right. Um she will win, she should win. She's a favorite of the Hollywood Foreign Press from all years on the West Wing. She's, you know, uh, she's Alice and Janney. I mean, she's incredible in that film and I don't see them giving out two acting performances for that movie mm-hmm. so i see margot robbie missing out going to saoirse ronan and then Alison and jenny winning it for supporting
0: i like your logic and i love Alison and jenny. i thought she was brilliant and i tanya like you said the hollywood foreign press does like her a lot she can do comedy she can do drama and she expertly weaves both and i tanya i mean she's the mother from hell but you actually laugh along with her because of the fact that the way craig gillespie does the film the way it breaks the fourth wall it's actually got a bird on her shoulder i mean she's She's despicable and and enjoyable and entertaining at the same time. But I think Laurie Metcalf is going to win for Lady Bird. I think right now she's the critical favorite. I think she's going to win the Oscar for actress. So I think Janie should
3: win by a hair, but I think Metcalf will actually win. So Lady Bird sweep. You see the ratings for
2: Saoirse Ronan and Laurie
3: Metcalf. That's correct.
2: All right.
3: All right. On to the men. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Timothy Chalamet. Did I get that right? Yep. Crushed it. Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks, The Post, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and my guy, yes, Denzel yeah, Washington, yeah. Roman yeah. J. Israel. Listen, yeah. did, did you see
2: the film? <laughs> no, oh, well, that's his guy. I, I still ben liked guy, it. Come ben, on, ben liked it. One of the only people who liked that movie and yeah. that performance, I think, you know, he built the character from scratch. It's not based on a true yeah. story or anything. And you learn a lot about him without even seeing him on screen, just the way he reads that letter in the beginning of the right. movie. You're like, this guy just thinks differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I think it's going to go to Gary Ullman, who was the front runner at the beginning of the awards race, has kind of fallen a little bit out of favor, not as mm-hmm. many people gravitating to the film itself, yes. but. Taking on such a, an iconic role and, and doing it as only Gary Ullman can. I think he's going to win. And actually, I think he should win. Yes. But again, it's the Hollywood Farm Press and it's going to get goofy. So Timothée Chalamet, they what? love the film. Call Me By Your Name, a beautiful performance, a love story of Army Hammer and, and, and Timothée's character in, um, when is the film set in the 19, what is it said in the,
0: like the, 1970s? 70s or 80s
2: in Italy. I think it's 1983. It's yeah, set. And, yeah, I could see, uh, Timothée Chalamet in a star turning performance. Winning winning the Golden Globe. To
0: your point, New York film critics gave Timothy Chalamet Best Actor. L.A. film critics gave him Best Actor. So I, I agree with you. It's not like Gary Oldman's an absolute lock, but I do think he wins Darkest Hour, Hollywood Foreign Press, English actor, playing Winston Churchill. Like you said, the film hasn't gotten as much acclaim as his performance but he's a talented actor. He's been great for so many years. You once tweeted me, give me your top five Gary Oldman performances. And I, I said you, can I include directorial efforts? Because nail no by mouth. <laughs> and you said such an adnan answer. But but you, you let it pass. I think you just wanted to get Fifth Element in there, which I did have in the top five.
2: He's, he's great in that movie. I would like to see a, a spinoff movie with <laughs> Gary Oldman's Fifth Element backstory. How do you get his face with a piece of plastic on it? DDL, the best. Phantom Thread.
0: Maybe. Maybe an upset. But no, I don't think it's going to. Phantom Thread not getting nearly as much buzz as I'd hoped for. Go ahead, Dave.
3: Okay, the best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy, Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, another name I can't pronounce, or Baby Driver. Ansel Elgort, big Knicks you. fan,
2: big <laughs> Knicks fan, right. loves Porzingis. <laughs> yes.
3: By the way, speaking of the Knicks, was it Timothy Chalamet? Is Tim- that like our old former Nick great Mos- Timothée no, Mozgov? It was
2: not Timothée Chalamet. Yeah, but it was Timoth- Timothée
3: they. Okay, all right.
2: Carry maybe on. Maybe they'll go to maybe they'll get a Golden Globes after party. <laughs>
3: Timothée, meet Timothée.
2: Timothée, Timothée. Uma, Oprah, Timothée, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Timothée. <Timothy.
3: laughs> Only on Cinephile. Always Love. Nick's talk here. Uh, James Franco for The Disaster Artist, Hugh Jackman for The Greatest Showman, and Daniel Kaluuya.
2: Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Thank
3: you for Get Out.
2: Have you seen The Room?
3: So this is great. Rick
0: Passmore, friend of the podcast, gave me the room and he gave me the book, The Disaster Orders. And he said, you've got to do both for you see the movie. So I watched the movie and now I have a much greater understanding of how crazy So is. And then I read the book and then I saw The Disaster orders.
2: Because when you watch James Franco as this guy, Tommy, who spent $6 million of his own money to make a movie that only made sense in his head, it, his performance is flawless the cadence, the mannerisms, his body, his tone, everything. And first of all, that movie opens with like a 20-minute love scene for no reason. (laughs) You don't even know who the characters are. In the room, there's like three softcore porn scenes. And I went and saw Jamie Lynn Sigler took me to a midnight screening of The Room with a whole crew of us back in like 08 or 09. And you went to the Sunset Lemley on Sunset and Crescent Heights, and their audience cues. It's become this Rocky Horror motion picture cult thing. You throw spoons every time certain characters walk into the frame and then you yell things. And what's ultimately left is this amazing movie going experience that's filled with heart and emotion, even if you it's so bad it's good. Yeah. But Franco's performance, I think he wins, I think he should win. I hope he gets the Oscar Nom um and this guy Tommy is going to be at the golden globes he's going to be at the oscars he he made it like it took a weird <laughs> roundabout way for him to get there right. but he got there and franco nails it
0: I'm partial to Daniel Kaluuya and get out I hope that he doesn't get ignored Jordan Peele got ignored obviously for uh, best director at the golden globes but I really did like his performance hopefully he's an actor that gives us more work like that cuz you know, his astonishment at the reveal of what's going on, I think, is, is really well played by him and his initial reluctance to meet uh Bradley Whitford and, and you know, meeting his parents and all that stuff. He's really good in it. I just want to mention him. But Franco should win, will win, as you said. Disaster artist in many ways a modern day Ed Wood, right? Story but a horrific movie. I think the Hollywood Foreign Press is gonna love this story and Franco's been very eager to promote it. He's doing every talk show known to man. He's obviously very proud of his work in it, and you're right. If you watch Wiseau and then you watch Franco, it's stunning how he gets the accent and just the weird kind of ramblings that he does.
2: And stay for the credits. They go frame by frame the original movie and this movie, and it's like Ari Grainer sitting in that bed (laughs) looking just like that weird woman. in the. It's so good. It's so weird. Disaster
3: artist. All right. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. I think this is the most stacked category, and I could be wrong. But Willem Dafoe, the Florida Project; Army Hammer for "Call Me by Your Name"; Richard Jenkins, our guy on the podcast, "The Shape of Water"; Christopher Plummer, "All the Money in the World"; and Sam Rockwell for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
2: You're absolutely right, Stan. This is a star-studded category. uh, A lot of very accomplished, award-winning actors. Um, I'm going to go with the guy whose character in the in the of all the roles nominated goes through the largest arc and the most um, emotional swing out of any of the performances, and that's Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards. I mean, this guy goes from being this dim-witted, racist, uh, filled with hate, down-on-his-luck cop, who somehow, I'm not going to give it away, finds redemption, finds the larger meaning, finds his place in the world, which essentially is what we're all looking for, Mm -hmm. and he does such an amazing job of showing this character's flaws, but also you're able to peel those away and find the good in him. And I, I love Sam Rockwell. It's a long time coming. Um, And I think he'll win.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I, somebody the other day, I think he's an underrated actor, and he goes, I don't think he's underrated. He's underutilized. Like, Sam Rockwell's one of those guys that he should get more parts like this. And Martin McDonough is that rare writer-director who really sees that. He gave him a great role in Seven Psychopaths. They did a stage play together, and he writes great roles for Rockwell. Sometimes that's what you need for an actor. You need somebody who can give you that good meat. And like you said, that arc where he goes from this racist mama's boy to somebody that you have empathy with, that's pretty astonishing for an actor to be able to go through that transformation. However, I think the actor that should win and that will win long-time Hollywood great, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. That movie, he's the only one carrying the torch for this movie. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Scott Fiver from The Hollywood Reporter called it a, a modern-day slumdog millionaire, an American version of it. But I think it's a really special movie from Sean Baker. It looks at underprivileged people, working class in Florida, who often do not get shown on the silver screen. And Defoe is the heart of the movie. He is this well-meaning, heroic character. As we said to him on the podcast, you know, that's real heroism. It's not superheroes. It's the guy who's just trying to get the, the cable fixed for his employees, and he has a soft spot for this horrific mother and her daughter because he's just
2: a good dude and he's looking out for the kids. The Florida Project, he should win, and I think he will win. Sometimes the win is the nomination. <laughs> like the, Seriously, for yeah. a film of that size right. and subject matter and lack of star power, the nomination gets the attention, and right. Defoe is walking the carpet, and people are talking Florida Project, and that's kind of oftentimes right. where the train
3: stops. Okay. Let's see what happens. Go ahead, All right. Do you want to do screenplay or director before we get to best uh, picture? We'll do screenplay. Screenplay, then director. Screenplay. Okay. All right. Let me find it. Here we go. Best screenplay, motion picture. Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor for The Shape of Water. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Liz Hanna and Josh Singer for The Post. Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Aaron Sorkin, of course, for Molly's Game.
2: This is a great category. Um, any other year I would just see Aaron Sorkin on a list and be like, "Oh yeah, Aaron Sorkin, check, check, check." Hollywood Farm Press, yep, that's that's locked in. An interesting choice for him directing-wise, for the first time after so many years. He's like, oh, I've done all these political movies. I'll do a movie about a woman who's doing underground poker with some celebrities. Yeah. All right, it's kind you, of weird. You choice.
0: and I had this similar feel to it. Like, it's yeah. a good movie, but why did he choose this to make his directorial
2: debut? I would like to think that the Hollywood Farm Press uh, would have uh, honored Greta Gerwig for directing, not just writing. Yep. Um, so I think, again... For her getting acknowledged for her work, that's a win. And I think Martin McDonough is just, it's such a tremendous screenplay that no matter how zany, how crazy, how goofy the Hollywood Farm Press is, like they can't ignore the depth and the talent that is shown in that piece of work. So I'm going to go with Martin McDonough for three billboards.
0: I love McDonough's script. It's my favorite script of the year. It's going to win the Oscar. You know that, right? But I think Greta Gerwig might come up with the Oscar here. Because they really? Know,
2: because I think they're. Well, taking, I know we're talking Globes, but you think down the road to the Oscars.
0: Because I think that right now she's definitely facing. Like you said, she should have probably been nominated for director, although I haven't seen all the money in the world. But Ridley Scott's a nomination. You go, okay, maybe that's just Hollywood Foreign Press going with the stars. I think they may go. You know what? Let's give Gerwig the screenplay Golden Globe, and that may lead to the Oscar. But I'm not certain who wins the Oscar for screenplay. It's either going to be McDonough or Gerwig, and I think right now it's almost too close to call. I think McDonough should win, but I'm going to lean Gerwig wins
2: Lady Bird here at Screenplay at the Golden Globes. What do I don't Storkin doesn't. She, yeah. She's amazing, by the way. Like, and then, there you go. It's she, Greta Gerwig has been making quality work for
3: a long time now, all her Noah Baumbach stuff. And, nice. And, yeah.
2: Shout out Noah Baumbach. Yes. If Claire
0: Atkins is listening, she loves uh, Noah
3: Baumbach. All right. We're going to director. It's on your front page. We're a little out of order here, but it's, fine. You know, it's in a file. So best director, motion picture, some of the same names you just heard. Mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Martin McDonough, three billboards outside Emming, Missouri. Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World, and Steven Spielberg for The Post.
2: This is the category that got the most attention when the nominations came out because of the snubs. Yeah. Because Jordan Peele didn't get a nomination, because Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination, and you saw you know, Hollywood staples like Ridley Scott and Steven Spielberg get noms for probably mediocre work, and you look at their entire bodies of work as filmmakers, mm-hmm. which is a real shame because the Hollywood Farm Press, to their credit— has been early on honoring young talent and recognizing young talent, especially in the TV side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I think it's Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. I think he should win. I think he will win. Um, Guillermo del Toro as a dark side. You know, if people really – if you see Sally Hawkins win early in the night or maybe there's a Shape of Water thing going on with the Hollywood mm-hmm. Farm Press and they just love the movie, so they honor GDT. But I'm going to go with Nolan. I think he should win I think he will win.
0: Christopher Nolan should win. But I think Guillermo del Toro is going to pull off the opposite for The Shape of Water. Led with the most nominations with seven. People who see the movie really love the movie. It's really a movie for cinephiles. It's an enchanting fable. It's risky. It's audacious. I think Nolan gets hurt by the fact his movie came out in July. It is the foreign press, though, so obviously being a British guy, but obviously del Toro um, is Mexican. So it's not like you know one has an edge when it comes to necessarily – with the foreign press. So I think Nolan, listen, he might still win the Oscar for directing because, like you said, he's been ignored for so many years, he probably should have already won an Oscar by now, for God's sakes. He should at least be nominated, which he will be. But I think Nolan should win because Dunkirk is such an amazing spectacle. But I think Del Toro will win. And I don't necessarily have a quibble with that because I did think Del Toro is a visionary filmmaker and it's a beautiful film.
3: Ben, I know you live in these Hollywood circles. Is GDT that common for Guillermo del Toro? Is that what I call him? Porzingis KP?
2: Nice. That came out. My friend Russell was his assistant for like okay, 10 okay. years. I, I hadn't heard so that. it would be like, hey, we're going to dinner. He's like, I can. GDT's got me working. And I'm like, okay. So it's just become part of my life. No, okay, right. Understandable. GDT now. it is. Yeah, yeah, good. If you're in the biz, right. you know it's GDT. Right. Okay. We'll oh, we'll go boy. work
3: our way up the sheet here. Both mo- Best motion picture, musical, or comedy? The Disaster Artist? Get Out. The Greatest Showman, I, Tanya, and Lady Bird.
2: I love movies about young people finding themselves. I love movies set in the senior year of high school. (laughs) That is such a transitional time in a young person's life and something we can all think back on. Um, And Lady Bird bringing Greta Gerwig's high school experience to life in Sacramento, I think, is uh, filled with such heart and humor and is hands down, I think, the best movie on this list of nominated films. And the... One of the only films that truly is a motion picture comedy or musical. <laughs> Oftentimes it's films like Get Out or I Tonya. That can be a little yeah. uh, real laugh fest. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Lady Bird. It, it, uh, it will win. It should win. And a big shout out to the big sick, which oh, would have been perfect
0: glaring omission for this
2: category. <laughs> right. A
0: true comedy, which fulfills yes. all the requirements of such. Uh, thank you, you for mentioning the fact the big sick was ignored. Lady Bird should win. As you said, it's about adolescent angst which doesn't sound pleasant, and yet it's so smart and so funny. A.O. Scott wrote a great review of the movie. If you haven't seen his review, you should read it. He says every uh, line of the movie sounds real. You know that we always Mm -hmm. want to say about dialogue. Nothing sounds artificial, and that's the case in Greta Gerwig's film. So I think Lady Bird should win, and I think it will win.
3: All right. I don't have a drum roll. I probably should, but this is the last one. Best motion picture drama. For the record, before we continue, Ben thought this would take 10 minutes. I laughed at him. I took a hard over on that. What yeah. are we at, 20? I, a lot longer than 10, that's yeah, all I know. 20, yeah. Uh, so best, best motion picture of her drama, call me by your name, Dunkirk, The Post, the Shape of Water and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
2: Before Ben gives us picks, pretty wide open race right now. Would you not agree? Absolutely. In years past, uh, especially this time of year, you'd say, okay, it's really gonna come down to one of these two <clears throat> movies. And oftentimes it had been, you know, a little Miss Sunshine type of year where that's in the comedy category and something else is in the drama and that creates sort of a, a race to the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Here we're all over the place. Like we're coming out of the new year hot. We got <laughs> no idea which way this thing's going. So I'm I'm leaning you know, I think Three Billboards should win. I'm I, with you on that. I, I, it's just such a, I can't even describe the movie when people have been asking me about it who haven't seen it. Stan's the was not crazy about it. So you have to, you have to sell him on this.
0: He did not, you and I are I, raving maybe, about it. Maybe,
3: hang on. I just, maybe Adnan just hyped it up too much. I saw it after I heard his reviews. So I hear the four Maple Leafs and I expect to be wowed.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: but And I mean,
3: there was, I had
2: some nitpicks with the film. Have you ever seen a movie like that before? No. So it's a film you've never seen anything like it before <laughs> and you were not floored. Yeah, wasn't floor. Man, you yeah, got you're it
0: a tough flo- ten I'm, bucks yeah, I'm t- over there, Tough to please. Huh? Yeah, wasn't, wasn't crazy about Rockwell's character.
3: Yeah, like I didn't find him to be. It's a he's not a likable character. Obviously, I don't want to give guy out any, of a window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for that guy, the advertising tracking, guy. By My the goodness. Way. When and that then, co- hold and, on, when
2: that guy comes back around, uh, what a great moment that is. The
3: hospital, right? Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Okay, All right. we were again. We're coming back We'll talk off the air. I have a big quibble with it. And like a spoiler qu- alert, a big you don't quibble
2: with you using the word quibble.
3: Oh, that's in the vernacular. That's a colloquialism for for <laughs> the days. All right, we'll talk some three b-
2: billboards after the show. I think yeah. it should win. And Adnan, I was gonna say Dunkirk will win, but after doing this podcast yeah, with you and realizing, Dunkirk's you know what, the Shape of Water is the movie that they're actually gonna jump all over because like you said nominated seven times. It's so out there and different. I could see that winning the Golden Globes. I'm going to go with The Shape of Water.
0: Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri should win, although for me it's a toss of whether or not it's Shape of Water, which I also loved as much as that film, and I think Shape of Water will win Guillermo del Toro's Beauty and the Beast, modern-day version, if the Beast never had to change in anyone else. Different, original, audacious. But watch out for all those in a political bent for The Post. Maybe they say, you know what, let, let's let just go ahead and give a an, like, spotlight-esque, you know, it's in the media, Just let's just taunt Trump. I wouldn't be surprised, the Post. But the problem here is, Ben, you know this, if you don't win anything else, pretty rare that all of a sudden then you win Best Picture. And I don't see the Post winning anything else of consequence. But how about that? Imagine if Lady Bird, which I've got winning, you know, musical or comedy, I've got Gerwig winning, I've got Saoirse Ronan winning, I've got Laurie Mecca winning. And then imagine if, you know, Best is Oldman, Best Actress, um, you know, is not going to be... Uh, one of those, you know, probably Francis McDormand, right. And then all of a sudden, best picture,
2: the post. Yeah, The the same way I reacted to you saying it just now on the podcast with my face curling up and being like, what? What is he talking about? That's often the feeling I have (laughs) when we leave the Golden Globes. I've covered the Globes 10 or 11 times over the years. And always at the end of the night, I'm like, Huh? That's shaked out kind of weird. So maybe you're onto something with this, with this line of reasoning. I, I, I think it's super water, but watch it. When they, when they open up the, album, go,
0: the post, you'll go, what?
2: But it's not going to be Dunkirk, which
0: it's a shame. You and I both liked it a lot. I don't think it's going to do very so well at all.
2: Dunkirk gets boxed out, you think. Yeah, I think it gets boxed out completely. Right.
0: Now, Oscar-wise, I think Nolan might still win the director Oscar, but. We'll see. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Cinephile, special edition here the Golden Globes. Ben, you're the best. Thanks for coming by.
2: See you at Sundance, dude. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Let's get the yeah, Sundance look at them all going. fired up. And we'll see you at the movies. Don't miss out on the next episode of Cinephile. Subscribe to the Adnan Verk movie podcast by clicking the Listen tab in the ESPN app.
1: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com